This is Women of Grace Live, discussing issues important to your life and faith. Spiritual insight, practical wisdom. Join us as we transform the world one woman at a time. Women of Grace, for such a time as this. Now, here's your host, Johnette Williams. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Women of Grace Live. I am Johnette Williams, and I am thoroughly delighted, happy to be with you today on this Feast of Our Blessed Mother. This is the day that we celebrate her under her title of Immaculate Conception. We know that is a dogma of the faith. What it tells us is that Mary was conceived in the womb of her mother, Saint Anne, without the stain of original sin. It is uh, a beautiful, beautiful reality when we anticipate that she has been chosen from God, by God, from all eternity to be the mother of his son. We're going to be talking about that a little bit as we move through our program today, but I certainly do want to make certain that I welcome you and that I invite you to give us a call here. Let me give you that toll-free number for you. You can use it, and we will get your call up on the board, 833 833- 288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. Don't be shy. Give it a try. Don't delay. Call right away. We want to talk with you today. My goodness sakes, we certainly do. So please do use that toll-free number if you're in North America, 833-288-EWTN. Now, if you're outside of North America, we have a number for you too, country code 1-205-271-2985. That's country code 1205-271-2985. And of course, we are available to you at EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. Simply go out there and use the chat feature that's available on each of those sites. Put in your question or comment. Jeff Burson, who is our producer and social media manager, will go out there and he will get it. Uh, Matt Gubensky is on the phones today, and I know that he's waiting to hear from you, and so am I. Uh, we have so much to share with you today. It is a beautiful feast of Our Lady, as I said, and I'm eager, always eager, and always happy to talk about our Blessed Mother. I love her so much, and uh, I think that the closer we draw to Mary, obviously, the closer we draw to our Lord Jesus Christ, because she takes us straight there without delay. I mean, she is the speedy way to our Lord. I like to compare her to those people walkers that they've got in the airports, you know, and uh, when you get to an airport there, well, you can just slog yourself up the regular pathway there with your suitcases and make some kind of, 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 speed and progress. But if you jump onto one of those people movers, then guess what happens? You get there a whole lot quicker without the strain and the stress of it all, right? And let me just say that people walker, I like to compare to Our Lady and I like to call consecration to Jesus through Mary as a Mary walker. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's other ways to get there, St. Louis de Montfort tells us, and they're all viable. And, you know, if we're very faithful to them, we will get there. But why would you go that way when there is a speedy, secure, right? Uh, a perfect way to make progress to Our Lady. Uh, and and that is by consecration, which is really like that Mary mover. You get on it and boom, 
whom she takes you, the distance there. And, uh, you know, we treasure her. We treasure her in our faith. Uh, she is not the fourth person of the Blessed Trinity. None of that stuff. Nope. Uh, she is a creature like you and me. The difference is she was preserved from the stain of original sin because God, before the very foundations of the world were laid in place, meaning from all eternity, knew that he, she would be the one that he would create to be the mother of his son. And he created her perfectly. He created her perfectly. And in order to bear the one who is the son of God, the word incarnate, God made man, in order to bear him in her womb, she would have had to be perfect. There could be no stain of sin, no hint of sin, no imperfection. She would have to be holy. She would have to be pure. She would have to be blameless in the sight of God. And, you know, we've got a comparison to that if we go into the Old Testament a little bit and we look at the way in which God instructed Moses to build the Ark of the Covenant. And, and we look there at the precision and the preciseness uh, by which he directed him. Exactly what materials to use and exactly what lengths those materials should be and exactly how to arrange things and how to build it and what it needed to have. And it, it, the specificity is unbelievable. Because what it was going to hold was going to be the manna from the desert, the rod of uh, Aaron, and the tablets upon which were the Ten Commandments. Well, if God had that precision in constructing that ark through Moses, with what even more exacting precision would he have created the one who would bear the fulfillment of all that was carried in that Ark of the Covenant. The one who is the bread come down from heaven, read John 10. The one who is the, the, the righteous one who rules with mercy and with justice, our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who is the fulfillment of the old law, our Lord. With what precision? So it's a very special thing. And this is a dogma of the church. As Catholics, we're obligated to believe it. And we even have, you know, a beautiful confirmation that comes by way of heaven's gratuity to us. In that, in the year, uh, let's see, 1854 was when this dogma was proclaimed. And I think it was like four years later, our Blessed Lady appears to Bernadette Subaru in Lourdes, France. And when... Bernadette asks her who she is. Our blessed lady says, I am the Immaculate Conception. This poor peasant girl who could not read would never have heard that term. It would never have been presented to her in this small little village of Lourdes. And when she reported that name, that title, back to the priest, the priest knew instantly that heaven had sent the mother of God to appear to this young one, both to give instruction to her for what it was that heaven wanted to do in that hallowed place, but also confirmation on the dogma that had been promulgated not many years before. So it's a beautiful, beautiful feast that we celebrate today. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but the United States of America is dedicated to 
Our Lady under her title of Immaculate Conception and may well have been consecrated to her. I know that so many different dioceses have been consecrated to Jesus through Mary underneath that title. So we want to talk about it. I'd love to hear your favorite story of Our Lady's interaction in your life. I could tell you jillions of them, but I want to hear from you today. 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. That's the way that you can join us right here on Women of Grace Live, where you do know that we love having that holy conversation with you. So we're encouraging you to pick up the phone. I'm also encouraging you to get out to our website, womenofgrace.com. All kinds of beautiful things there for you, all kinds of wonderful ways in which you can, uh, you can uh, uh, delve more deeply into your life of faith by way of the resources and materials that we have there. So we certainly invite you uh, to join us right here on Women of Grace Live, but also to check out our website at womenofgrace.com. Go into that first break. Let's get to it. And we're going to be right back with you. Again, we want to hear your Mary story, 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. Give us a call. We're looking forward to speaking with you. The Women of Grace phone lines are open. 1-833-288-EWTN. 1-833-288-3986. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so happy that you were with us today. What a wonderful day this is. It's a beautiful feast of Our Lady today. We're all smiley around here because we love her so much, and I know that you do too. And I'm eager to hear your favorite Mary story, something that's happened in your life, or maybe even, you know, what it means to you uh, with regard to the appearance of our Blessed Lady at Lourdes, France. We know that there have been many miracles that have taken place there uh, that affirm the fact that those waters are healing waters. I know if I had the opportunity to be in those waters twice, and I know many who have been in those waters, uh, you know, and, and, and there are healings that take place. There are obviously physical healings, but a lot of healings that, that are more, uh, I would have to say, more important and that would be the healing of the spirit, the healing of emotions, the healing of memories, uh, you know, people coming back to the church as a result of having been there. Spiritual healing always trumps physical healing. Why is that? Because these bodies are going to die. You know, we're, we're, what's going to live forever is the soul. We'll be reunited with our bodies. But the fact of the matter is uh, the body is going to undergo corruption. The soul is immortal. And it is the soul that that is ultimately going to to experience that moment of judgment before the throne of God. And we want to arrive there in the best possible spiritual shape that we possibly can. Uh, so many healings like that have taken place at Lourdes as well. 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986 is the way that you can join us live here on Women of Grace Live. And I am inviting you to pick up the phone and give us a call. I'm also inviting you to go out there to EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. You can use the chat feature there. Put in your question, comment, insight, inspiration, or word of encouragement. We'll be happy to receive it, and we will address whatever that question or comment might be. Always glad to be able to be of service to you. 
Speaking of being of service to you, I was encouraging you as we were going to the break to get out to our website, womenofgrace.com. We have all kinds of things coming on. I've been telling you about, you know, February 4th. Where are we going to be? Well, we are going to be in uh, Boca Raton, Florida at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church for a one-day Women of Grace uh, conference, if you will, or retreat. It's more like a retreat. And it's called, the title, the theme is Healing the Wounds of the Heart. So we were just talking about the importance of taking care of matters here you know, here, before we, we are separated from our bodies and go and stand before the throne of God, we want to be in that best spiritual shape that we can be in. God has abundant mercies in mind for us to receive, healing graces for us to experience, that we might be set free from the afflictions of the soul uh, that have come by way of our personal sin or have come by way of the sins of others against us. We know that the sacrament of reconciliation is our first line of healing when it comes to these kinds of matters, as well as receiving our Lord, body, blood, soul, and divinity, and inviting him into those very places of wounding that we have in our heart, right? Uh, But when we come together for events like this, we find out how it is that we can discover the wounds of the heart, how it is that we can seek remedy uh, through uh, not only the sacraments, which are premier, but other means too, how it is basically that we can cooperate with those graces that we receive through those sacraments. So I sure do want for you to join us there in Boca Raton at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church on February the 4th. All of the information is available for you on our website, and I invite you to go out there and check it out. You will not be sorry. I can assure you of that. You will not be sorry. In addition to that, in addition to that, we are having um, a, 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 what do I want to say, a, 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 retreat for young women of grace that runs at the same time consecutively there's the word consecutively with uh, our women's uh, retreat and we want for you to bring your daughters your granddaughters your nieces your students to this very very beautiful day uh, it is a wonderful opportunity for our young women to come into a deeper knowledge of who they are as daughters of the most high god and uh, you know i can certainly tell you today we need to be sharing this good news with them. There's no question about it. We have to be sharing that good news with them because the voices of the world are going to try to convince them otherwise. Now, when you go out there, uh, you will see the Young Women of Grace retreat when you hit the the register button there. And uh, it'll give you information about what we're going to be talking about with the Young Women of Grace. Uh, the, The theme is discover why your feminine identity is so awesome. Did you hear that? Discover why your feminine identity is so awesome. It's a fun-filled day for teen girls. We're going to have inspiring speaker presentations. We'll have interactive hands-on activities. There will be time for adoration and prayer. And uh, we certainly do want to see that particular retreat day filled up with young women. So I want the young women to bring their friends. I want you to bring the young women. Let's see what God wants to do in them. And let's see what God wants to do in us. All of that coming up. February the 4th in Boca Raton, Florida at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church. Get out there. It is not too early. It is definitely not too early for you to register for that. Uh, In addition to that, what I wanted to say is that it makes a perfect gift. You know, what a beautiful gift to give to somebody. What a beautiful gift to give to your daughter, your granddaughter, you know. What a beautiful, your niece, your goddaughter. A wonderful, wonderful gift. And gentlemen, for your wife, I'm just saying, you can't do better than sending her off to a Women of Grace conference or a retreat 
as we're having there in Boca. All right, we're going to the phone lines. We've got people lined up here, and we want to hear from you too, 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. We've got two lines open, and we're going to go to Anne, who is currently in Wall Township, New Jersey, but she's moving. She's moving off to Arizona, uh, to Utah. We all know that, right, Anne? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) But I I have to share when you said, share your blessed mother stories, I have to share this great story with you. So my older son, Quinn, came home last summer, summer of 21, uh-huh. His, car, his car broke down. He, you know, he was really not doing well financially. So my husband and I worked out a deal with him to give him my old car. Okay. So I got it all ready for him spiritually. I had it blessed. I had blessed metals. I tucked them, hid them in there. And, and the best one was I tucked a green scapular up in the headrest of the driver's side seat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway... So uh, he's been going through a rough year this past year. He left the girl that uh, I was not really pleased that he was with, so praise God for that. And then one time he said to me, he said, Mom, the only place I feel safe is in the car. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Well, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What a good mom you are. He's he's looking. um, He's really searching. He's a mom. I'm searching. He's like, you know, I really, I'm searching for something, and I think it might be God. And I'm like, yes, it is God. You know, so I'm trying to <laughs> be calm, cool, and collected, you know. And I'm just like, okay, blessed mother, you've got his, because I don't know <laughs> She is so, and yeah. that is a remarkable story. And, and I'm hoping that, that all of you take inspiration from what Anne did there. You know, she hid those miraculous medals, um, and they're very efficacious. And a mother's prayer in union with our blessed mother. Mother's Prayer. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you know, powers and principalities can't stand up under that. And the green scapular is a scapular for healing. Specifically, that is its its purpose. And your son needed spiritual healing. And look at what God is doing, Anne. I know. I'm. 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 I'm just. I'm. I'm giddy. (laughs) (laughs) And well, you should be. Wonderful thing. Yes, it is. It is. And I'm just going to give I'm just going to give everybody just a little bit of um, inside baseball. You know, Anne and I met when Women of Grace did a pilgrimage in the centenary year of Our Lady of Fatima, uh, and one of the sites that was included there was Lourdes. And Anne came on the pilgrimage with us, and um, I think you can testify how special Lourdes is, Anne. Right? Oh my goodness! Absolutely, absolutely. It was it was remarkable. It was a remarkable, and I did have spiritual healing. So yes. God, God is so good. You know, and it's, it's wonderful. Our lady then incorporates us in, you know, uh, you know, when we, when we go to our lady, she incorporates us into her work and, and, you know, and there you have it. I mean, and you've been living according to that ideal of our lady, uh, for years now and look at the beautiful fruit it's producing. I'm so excited for you and for your son. What a beautiful. Yes, I know. know. (laughs) He's ready for a big adventure. Yes, he is. Yes, he doesn't know at all. <laughs> but we do. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. And we will be praying for him. Okay. Thank you so much. God bless okay. you, and It's good to talk yes, with you. you. And blessed okay, Advent bye-bye. to you. Okay, bye. Yes, thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Bye-bye. That's a beautiful story. I'll tell you, you know, I mean, sometimes we have to do this evangelization a little surreptitiously. And I, I think that that's perfectly all right. So if you've got, you know, a hard nut to crack out there, I'm just saying, you know, miraculous metals tucked between the mattress and the box springs, uh, you know, buried in their office somewhere in the car, like uh, Ann did, you know, there's all kinds of, of ways in which we can uh, begin to uh, cooperate uh, through our feminine genius with our children. Gentlemen, you have to use your mask masculine genius, but we ladies, we can use our feminine genius. And I just think that we ought to do it. Yes, ma'am. Let's go to Alicia. She is in New Bronze, uh, New Braunfels, Texas today. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that city right, but how are you, Alicia? I'm doing good. Um, uh, and you did say that right, actually. It's New Braunfels. Yeah. Oh, good. Excellent. Well, I'm happy you're with us. You're listening via Guadalupe Radio Network, and that always delights me. I am. I listen to it on a daily basis, have been for the last past, I think, 15 years. So, yeah, it's always uh, my therapy uh, going and coming from work. Oh, I'm so glad. So you have a Mary story to share with us. I do. Um, okay. so I was six years old, and I have a brother that's a year older than I, and we both fell very ill with measles and um uh, <sighs> chicken pox and I don't know what else we had. We were spitting out blood. We were really sick. Oh, my, my mother goodness. was, yeah, she was really scared. I think she thought that she was going to lose both of us. Yes. And she had one in, in one room and she had me in another room and were trying to attend to us, tried to take us to the hospital, but they wouldn't accept us because it was contagious. So oh, dear. we were with really high fever and I remember that she had she has this beautiful uh, uh, portrait of the Virgen Virgin Guadalupe, and of course she's very devout to her. And I would hear stories that she would say about her and what have you. Didn't really, I wasn't devout to her per se. I was six years old. Yes. But uh, when I was ill, I remember looking at her face. And I remember her talking to me. Uh, she didn't move her lips or anything, but I do remember her talking to me, and I could feel her hand on my head and calming oh me down that, and telling me that everything was going to be fine. So, oh my goodness! At that Alicia. point, I realized. Yeah, I said, "No, she's she is our true mother. She yes. is, you know, who my mother says she is." And after that, I have become a devout to her. Like, you know, I mean, she is my mother. So I oh. just wanted to share that. Alicia, what a beautiful story you're sharing. And I have to tell you that as you are uh, sharing your story, I'm thinking of one of our great saints, uh, a, a woman who is a doctor of the church, St. Therese of Lisieux. And when she was a little girl, she had come down with a, a, a fever and she was in a, in a very bad emotional state. She had lost her mother. And the statue of Our Lady that was on her bedside table talked with her uh, and and she was instantly healed. And, you know, uh, what a beautiful, beautiful 
uh, moment that was for St. Therese. And I'm thinking, what a beautiful, beautiful moment for you. Likewise, uh, this is the care that our mother has. And we ask ourselves sometimes, you know, why does heaven favor uh, certain individuals with these kinds of graces? Why doesn't Our Lady do this for everyone? Well, it's, it's faith. It's a matter of faith. And I mean it this way, that God permits this to happen from time to time. The Holy Spirit blows where he wills. And he does it so that the faith of others can be built up through the experience that some receive. So when we hear stories like this, we don't want to find ourselves jealous or envious or angry that such an experience hasn't happened to us, but rather we want to give praise and glory to God that that experience happened at all, right? That it happened for someone and we might be the happy beneficiaries of hearing that testimony that our own faith might be edified and increased. Uh, So I, I really thank you for sharing that today. It is said that on these very particular days, feast days of our Blessed Mother, many graces are released from heaven uh, at her request and that many souls in purgatory uh, are released. So we thank and praise God for the way in which he distributes these graces through our mother and the wonders that, that he performs in the lives of some that all of us might be encouraged. And he's performing these wonders in our lives too, just not always in the same way. What a beautiful story, Alicia. Thank you so much for sharing it today. I just wanted to add that I don't turn on lights um, uh, until the 12th uh, on her honor. And I honor her every year, for wow. forever. I've, I've always done that. So I've, um, I've promised that to her. I celebrate her, and I plant roses for her. And all of my roses always flower in December, even though it's cold or what have you, they always flower. So I feel like she has her hand on me all the time just by looking at nature and looking at things that are, you know, out of our human control. I, I really feel close to her. Oh, well, it's obvious that you do, and I'm quite certain she's very close to you, too. And that's a lovely tradition that you've established, and of course, for those listening that are not aware of the importance of December the 12th, it's another feast of Our Lady. It's the feast of Our Lady under yet another title, Our Lady of Guadalupe, when she appeared to Juan Diego in 1531, uh, and and basically uh, brought uh, her son uh, to the pagan uh, in uh, native Indians that were there uh, in in Mexico at that time, uh, converting the entirety of of that nation, uh, accomplishing through those apparitions to Juan Diego what the Franciscans had been trying to accomplish for many many years. Uh, she was able to do it in in very rapid. Uh, very rapid order as a result of her maternal beatitude. Thank you so much, Alicia. I really appreciate you. And, and may we all have that dedication to our Blessed Mother as you have. Thank you for sharing your story today. Let's go to Judy. Judy is there in New Orleans, Louisiana, and she is a first-time caller, and I'm ringing my bell. Hi, Judy. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm loving your program, and I want, I listen to it all the time. I just love to hear your wisdom, your godly wisdom. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you, Judy. Hey, listen, I went to you. I wanted to get you on the air, but you hear that music. We're going to go to a break. So will you hold for me as we go through the break oh, sure. here? 
Great. I'll come right back. Judy is with us. She's a first-time caller from New Orleans, Louisiana, and she's listening to us via Catholic Community Radio. And you can call us, too. We've got three lines open for you, 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. I would love to hear your Mary story, and I know everybody listening would like to hear it, too. So please give us a call here, and let's chit-chat about Our Lady today. I love it. We're coming right back. Stay with us. Transforming the world one woman at a time. Let's return to Women of Grace with Johnette Williams. Well, welcome back, everybody. We are so delighted you are with us today on this Feast of Our Blessed Lady under her title of Immaculate Conception. Uh, you know, as I mentioned to you earlier, a dogma of the Church uh, whereby uh, Holy Mother Church proclaims, and of course we have evidence of this, obviously, in sacred scripture and through the uh, perennial teachings of the Church going back to uh, the first Christians, that uh, Our Lady was conceived in the womb of St. Anne without the stain of original sin. And I'm inviting you to call us with your Mary stories today. We've got one line left open right now. Judy is with us. She is a first-time caller. I rang my bell for her, but I love to ring the bell, so let's ring it again. She is in New Orleans, <laughs> Louisiana, listening via Catholic Community Radio. Uh, and so, Judy, you've got a story to share, too. Yes. Um, it was, I guess, about five years ago. Um, uh-huh. It was Christmas Eve night, and um my son is in the military, and he was in on leave for Christmas. And so what happened is I went into atrial fibrillation Christmas Eve night, and I had oh. to go to the hospital. <clears throat> and um, so I went to the hospital, and they kept me overnight. And um, they hooked me all up in a room, you know, with pressure machines and all this. And, and um, the, doctor, um, the doctor came in and said that, that I would probably have to have the, you know, the shocking, the paddle that they do when they try yes. to convert you back to regular. <clears throat> so when he left, meanwhile, they gave me a breakfast tray, which I was not interested in eating, but it was there. Um, then I just prayed to the Blessed Mother. I said, Mother Mary, you know, my son's in town for a few days, and I don't want to be in the hospital, you know, because I don't see him that much. And I said, I need to be healed. And I, and I said, I know you understand because you experienced the loss of your son, you know, a lot of times when he had to preach and go places. And I said, so I, I really pray that I could be healed. And um, so what happened is in my room, and it was certainly after I said the prayer to Our Lady, um, all of a sudden my the blood pressure cough blew up so much that I actually almost took the fork off of my breakfast tray to, to puncture it. That's how painful it was. I know oh that sounds goodness. funny, but it was it was just it blew up. I mean, it just all the lights in my my room went out. Everything, all the monitors, everything went out. Then, um, so in the meantime, that my nurse came in and I said, "My goodness, what happened? Um, you almost had a." electrical problem and i said because everything went out in my room and he said no no we didn't have he went out and checked at his desk and says no nobody's electricity went out so anyway i knew when the nurse came back i said i am not an afib anymore 
And um, and he checked me, and he says, I think you're right. Oh. And in the meantime, my doctor... <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> it is. In the meantime, the doctor came in, and he checked me out, and he says, you're not an AFib. Okay? You can go home. So when the doctor's walking out the door, my son is walking in with a book to read to keep me company. <laughs> and I said, ATN, I can go home. So he came in time to bring me home. <laughs> Isn't it's that so- amazing? Yes. Oh, my goodness, Judy. Yes. It, it was just so... And also, you know, so many prayers for Our Lady because, you know, my, my I have two sons, but my other one's deceased, but uh, he was deployed so many times and he always came back. You know, yes. he always came back and it was to Our Lady. Um, and so, but it was just so, I'll never forget it. And I said, you know, I have to call Jeanette with this story because it almost sounds unbelievable. But um, literally, the, the humor is that I was literally going to puncture that float, that and nobody was there, you know. So, but anyway, I got converted back to normal heart rhythm. Isn't and, that um, amazing? Isn't it? I mean, Our Lady is is so amazing. And also, you know, today is the feast day of our uh, Rosa Mystica. Yes, and I've had a devotion to her for so many years. Every the the noon time of Rosa Mystica is a very powerful time. That's when she asks us to pray for our intentions. Mm. And I've done that for years, and I've kept notes. And I would say that everything pretty much gets the answer. So I just want to put that out there, that the noontime is the powerful time for our with Rosa Mystica. Well, thank you for sharing that, because I don't think that many know. know, Rosa Mystica is not one of the devotions that I'm overly familiar with. So I'm sure that there are others like myself who need to find out more about Our Lady underneath that title. Uh, But your your story is quite amazing. And, uh, you know, our Blessed Mother is there. And and just to explain, uh, you know, to those who might be saying, well, I don't get this. You know, what is the deal here? Our Blessed Lady is the Queen Mother. And if you go back into the Old Testament, you know, you'll see Bathsheba, you'll see how she was treated as queen mother, you'll see these other uh, examples there. And and the queen mother was one that sat um, at, at uh, beside her son on the throne and helped to really administrate the kingdom. And she did this in specific ways. The, the one way that she did was that she was an advocate for the people. The people would come to the queen mother and place their petition. She would take it to her son, the king, and the king would respond. Uh, and so here we have the king of kings. We have our Lord Jesus Christ. He is king of kings, right? Uh, he's Lord of lords. And his mother is Mary. She is the queen mother. Her role, just like her prefigurements that came in the Old Testament, one of her roles is as advocate. And so we take our petitions to Mary. She takes them to her son. Can we go to Jesus? We can. We can, but again, Mary can get there just a little bit more quickly than we can get there. Uh, So, you know, I would encourage you, if you don't seek Our Lady's intercession on a regular basis, as Judy does, that you would would begin to do so. And she's telling us that that noon hour is very, very, uh, you know, important. You know, God makes it easy for us. He he, kind of tells us, this is the time to check in. (laughs) You know, he's so good, Judy. (laughs) Oh, thank you for... um you know, putting me on, and um, I, I love Our Lady, and um, I'm fortunate enough to live in New Orleans, right 
around the corner almost from the shrine of Our Lady of Prompt Sucker. Yes. So I go there every day. So I am so blessed. Yes, you, <laughs> you are. Know. Well, New Orleans, New Orleans uh, is is certainly a, a merry town. There's no question about that. <laughs> Catholics in New yeah. Orleans love Our Lady, and I and we love her too. So, Judy, thank you so much for your call today. Sure, do appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. You're so it. welcome. It's my pleasure. God bless you, Judy. Bye-bye now. Let's go to Barbara. Barbara is also a first-time caller. She is in Louisiana, but she's in Mandeville, which isn't too very far, I don't think, from New Orleans. And we're ringing our bell for her as a first-time <laughs> caller and happy to have her. And she's listening to us via the EWTN app today. Hi, Barbara. Hi. Thank you for having me. Well, you're welcome. So what is your story? You've got one. I have. I have... Um always had such a devotion to the Blessed Mother because of my father, who lost his mother before he was three. And oh. so Mary became his mother, and I watched him always through my childhood, just praying and having such a beautiful devotion to her that I have always done the same. And one day, um, this was a few years ago, my oldest son uh, was living away out of, out of state, and he called, and he was having a uh, a very difficult day, to say the least. It was um, m- more than just, a, oh, he's having a bad day. He was distraught. He was suffering. He was really struggling. And I was so upset that I couldn't be there. I was about to leave uh, to go to an appointment and um, when he called. And as I hung up, and I, I, was, I was crying, driving to my appointment, and I started to just scream out, to Mary from the depths of my soul, um, like I've never done before. And I said, Mary, please, Mother Mary, please go to him. You, you know the suffering that he's going through, and you, you know how hard it is as a mother to watch your son struggle and suffer. Please, Mary, please. And I was just begging and screaming, please go to him now. Please hold him, comfort him, give him peace. Please, Mary, I beg of you, I can't be there. Please go now, go now. And I, I screamed and cried that the whole way to my appointment. I went to the appointment. I got back in the car, and I immediately called him. And I said, how are you doing? By this time, it, it, you know, a couple of hours had passed. And he said, I'm doing so much better. He said um, his girlfriend at the, at the time had surprised him. And, and uh, on, at his lunch hour, he went home for lunch, and she was there. And he surprised, she surprised him, and he said um, she was there, and she held him, and he cried. Oh. And I told him the story about I said, I, I burst out. When he told me that, I burst out crying. Mm. And I said, oh, my gosh. I said, that was Mary. That was Mary. And I told him the story, and he said, wow, Mom, that is incredible. He said, because it was such a surprise that she was there. She didn't know what I was going through, and, and it was just such a surprise. And he said, I, it, it made me feel so much better. He said, I, I, it was just night and day. And, and I just, I, I really, I, I can't tell you the, the, the joy I got from, from hearing him say that. And um, I was just crying. I said, this is just, it's amazing how she just, she always comes through for us. All we have to do is ask. She's ready to help us. She's ready to intercede for us. And it's I so thought, true, I, I, have many, mm-hmm, I have many Mary stories, but that is one of my favorites. 
well, um, and, when- and well, it, and it well, and well, it should be, and it, you know, I and I think that it also uh, kind of affirms something that I said a little bit earlier on that Mary wants to incorporate us into her work. So there you were, a praying mother, right? And and the Holy Spirit, right. ins- you couldn't be with him, but the Holy Spirit inspires, right? The spouse of our lady, right. the Holy Spirit inspires his girlfriend who could be there. And she immediately responds, gives her fiat right. to that request. And, uh, you know, I do believe that it was our Blessed Lady um, operating through her, which happens. You know, you know, heaven does that. That's, that's yeah. what heaven does. Yeah. So it was just mm-hmm. a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing it. You're welcome. I do believe, they, you know, that she sends angels to help. You know, I do. Oh, I Absolutely. think so, too. I think mm-hmm. so too, Barbara. And, you know, I, and I just want all of you to hear Barbara's story because maybe there's somebody, uh, you know, in your own family or, or within the context of your, your uh, extended family or someone who is a friend, uh, you know, entrust that person to our Blessed Lady. Ask our Blessed Lady uh, to, to intercede. Ask her. Uh, she, she is only too happy to help us. Uh, she doesn't, she is, she is the intercessor to our Lord. I, and I want you to understand that the, 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 the work, the effect of it all, she distributes the grace is, it's a participation in the divine life graces. And it's an action of the Holy Spirit that operates, um, at the behest of our lady. So what a beautiful thing, Barbara. Thank you so very, very much for sharing today. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks again. Thank you. You're so welcome. Let's go to Madeline, uh, and she is in Erie, PA, first-time caller, ringing my bell for her. I love all these first-timers. Listen, first-timers, don't be last-timers. Call us back, too, in the future. How are you, honey? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. It's lovely to have you with us. You're with us via Station of the Cross, like Anne was earlier. Yes. Good. But I have just so many stories about the Blessed Mother and just how she's been so impactful. But there's two I shared with the screener, and I think I'll share those both if that's okay. Okay, go ahead. Um, one was um, about a couple years ago, my second oldest daughter, she's now going to be six. Okay. We would do family prayers and, you know, rosary and all that, you know, all those things that you do as a faithful Catholic home. And she, um, she was starting to turn and not liking them. And then all of a sudden, uh-huh. she would say, I don't love Jesus. I love the devil. And it oh, freaked dear. me out as mom. And yeah. I was so and she was worried. how old, Madeline? Was she was six, did you say? Well, now she is. She's about six now. Or almost okay. Six, but she, she was, was younger. Four. Oh, four. Okay, younger. very good. All right. And so it was really scary to hear that as a mom. <laughs> sure. So I can imagine. Um, I just told her, I was like, well, Jesus loves you, and the devil doesn't love you, but Jesus loves you, Mama Mary loves you. And she goes, well, I'm not going to talk to Jesus, but I'll talk to Mama Mary. So I was like, all right, and I left it in the Blessed Mother's hands. I said, Mary always leads people to her son. So I had peace about it. And sure enough, in very short order, she loves Jesus. Oh, my goodness. She loves to pray. She's just anything, you know, she loves she loves God, and it's just a, a heartwarming thing. So I know that our Blessed Mother was to um, attribute to that that miracle. No uh, question about it. Convert her heart. Yeah. And then um, the other story that I had was um, uh, after having my first child, I had to have a leap procedure 
which means they take part of your cervix because oh. it was abnormal. Mm-hmm. And so one time is fine, but more of those procedures would make it more difficult to hold pregnancies. Yes. So that really wore on my heart as a mom. I wanted to have a, I wanted to have kids. And after having my second one, I um, uh, had an, another abnormal test come back from my doctor's office. I was really concerned. So I called my grandmother and said, your mother-in-law did a novena or a pilgrimage. Who did she... What, whose intercession did she ask? Even though it wasn't Our Lady Perpetual Help, that's what she told me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is Our Lady of Perpetual Help. And I said, okay. So I did a novena to Our Lady of Perpetual Help. And I kept on praying and praying. And um, everywhere, Our Lady Perpetual Help just kept showing up in my life. I just see her uh, yeah, everywhere. And then um, finally on a Sunday, our priest was on a retreat. And he posted on Facebook and said, um, I'm saying mass this morning, please post your mass intentions here and I will offer them up. Well, I didn't want to, at the time, post it all over Facebook. It was a very sensitive issue. Sure. And I said, God, I'm going to ask you to add this request to his mass. And, um, and the altar where he was, um, offering his mass was Our Lady Perpetual Help. Oh my goodness. And it was just one of those things. And when they went in to go, um, retest to check to see, if I was still abnormal, the doctors couldn't find anything. Oh, I didn't my have to goodness. have another leak procedure, and I haven't had another abnormal pap since. So everything oh, has goodness. been clear. So, and oh. I'm pregnant with our fifth baby. Oh, with your fifth baby? <laughs> Christmas baby. <laughs> oh, your Christmas baby. That is just fantastic. I have goosebumps. What a beautiful, beautiful story that is. And Our Lady is very powerful underneath that title, too, Our Lady of Perpetual Help. And seems to me like um, you know, she's just nudging you to have a special devotion to her, which I'm sure you already do, <laughs> underneath that title. Uh, and to your first story, you know, I was thinking uh, as you were sharing about this, that sometimes kids say things to shock us just to get a reaction. I don't know if that was the case there, but it occurs to me that there are many parents um, that may be listening today or grandparents who have teenage daughters who have found themselves involved with your cult, found themselves involved with, uh, you know, the the uh, way in which uh, young women that age, adolescent girls are being targeted uh, by very specific groups that are uh, that hold to occult worldviews and try to get them enticed into them. And it occurs to me as you're sharing that uh, first story there, Madeline, that this is an excellent, excellent way uh, for you to intercede is to ask Our Lady of Perpetual Help to uh, pray to for your daughter or your granddaughter, your niece, your students in your classroom, your goddaughter, any young girl that's having troubles in these ways. Uh, so... I wanted to put that out there because I thought that was an important thing to say. But what two beautiful stories you've shared with us. Thank you so much. They're wonderful. I had another one, but I'll, I'll leave it if, if anybody. But I just, it's, our mother is so good. And all I have to say, <laughs> if is. it wasn't for the faith of my grandmothers, great-grandmothers, um, I wouldn't be here, you know, yeah. because, um, uh, well, the last one was m- my great-grandmother was told to get a hysterectomy. And she went oh. to a priest, and a priest sent her and said, do a pilgrimage to Our Lady Help of Christians. Ah. And she did. And she went on to have my grandfather. If wow. she had listened to the doctor, she would have, I wouldn't be here. Oh, my goodness. Was, and so our mother interceded. So I was just very thankful for that. 
But Well, it's very clear to me Our Lady's mantle is over your family. <laughs> There's no question about that. Well, praise be to God, and thank you for your stories today, Madeline. And we're going to go to Candace right now, and she is in Nampa, Idaho. Uh, she, too, is a first-time caller, and I'm ringing my bell. How are you, Candace? I'm wonderful, especially after my daughter had her personal and upfront experience with our Blessed Mother. Wonderful. Tell us. My daughter's about 40 years, well, she is 40 years old this year, and um, she's been very angry for years since she became estranged from her two sons through divorce. Mm. Then my husband died. And she mm. was so angry, she fell away from the church. Oh, dear. Yes, and I I was very unhappy about that. I even spoke to a priest about it. But later, she's now living with me, and later, she was in my backyard, and she fell and broke her ankle severely. Oh. Um, she had to have several surgeries. In fact, she's just finished her seventh surgery because the ankle became infected and there were several complications. I haven't. But after the sixth <laughs> surgery, she fell deeply into delirium and they moved her to a psych- psychiatric unit in the hospital. They tried several antipsychotic drugs to help her. Nothing worked. She became violent. Her arms had to be restrained in the bed. She didn't recognize me when I visited. She didn't know who she was. Oh, dear. And one late night, she said, and she's telling me all this after the fact, she said, Mom, I even forgot who I was. Mm. But she'd always been devoted to our Blessed Mother, and she remembered that of all the things that she'd forgotten. And she called out to her. It was late at night in the hospital, and the lights were dim, and it's just, I'm just overwhelmed with devotion now, but she, Our Lady showed up into her room, and my daughter told me all about this experience after she came home from the hospital, but at the time, she said, Our Lady came. She was the most beautiful woman she had ever seen on earth. Wow. Um, she explained her dress, her manner. Oh, my even goodness. Even the, the color of her hair. We're, we're, down uh, to, I, we're down to one minute, can, Candace. Okay. Anyway, she told my daughter, not in words but in mind, uh, that everything would be made all right with her children. Isn't that beautiful? And to uh-uh. be, and her last message was to be good, and she was gone. Oh, my goodness. Well, Candace, I'm telling you, an amazing event in your daughter's life, and I think that you've given us the perfect ending to our program today on Our Blessed Lady. Uh, she's telling us the same thing, to be good and everything will be okay. And I am so appreciative for your call and for sharing that beautiful story. For all of you that called, and I'm sorry I can't get to everybody today, we'll just have to do this again. God bless you all now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.